spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there guys, this is Dave from DC On Screen. I just wanted to let you know that DC On Screen is now officially a part of the 11th Annual People's Podcast Awards. If you would like to vote for DC On Screen, go to podcastawards.com, scroll to the bottom, and write us in on the TV and film ballot on the right-hand side. Then, on the left-hand side, put your name, your email address, then submit. Importantly, you can nominate up to 20 shows for different categories, but you could submit the nomination form only one time. Make sure you nominate all your favorite shows in their respective category. Once you hit submit, that's it. You're done for 2016. Can't go back. Can't do it again. Settle in now for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! And this is episode 154. No, not 154. What the hell is wrong with me? 157? Uh-huh. Sure. Damn. Couldn't read your fours so, and sevens, could you? You know, I was actually just looking at an old note. Ah! That's what I was doing. Mm. I just posted, like, the last, I don't know, what, four episodes? Right. <laughs> and it was just sitting here as I needed the information to uh, to upload onto the show notes. So now that you guys know what kind of show you're going to get tonight... Uh-huh. <laughs> hold this thing together with bubblegum and string. Let's do it! Yeah, yeah. And hey, we're going to have some news that came from the Killer Croc actor, whose name mm. is nearly unpronounceable. Especially for us. So, look forward to that, guys. Wink! Right. <clears throat> would you like an update on what Batman v Superman's numbers are doing? Of course I would. Uh, domestically, 311,333... Sorry, 330,086. That's domestic. Um, so, everyone's kind of jumping on the... Hey, an obscure Marvel character ki- uh, it beat Batman and Superman. Which is Deadpool they're talking about. So, that, that's just whatever. That's not um, an obscure Marvel character. He's <laughs> kind of really not. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, he's that is not no 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 no. That'd be like uh, saying like, well, the Joker's kind of obscure because he's really just Batman's villain. Like he's pretty Gotham centric. Yeah, fuck you, man. It, I think Joker is a lot more. I don't think that's fair. I don't eh, think that's fair. Joker's a lot more well known than Deadpool, but still. Fair enough. It's still just mm. um worldwide. Yeah. Batman v Superman has made eight hundred twenty nine million three hundred thirty thousand eighty six. So that's it, guys. Just go drop another one hundred fifty million, and they'll release that uh, extra cut. They might release it just so it gets to a billion. Damn straight. 
Do it. You got my money. What they might be doing. I, yeah, that's what people keep saying. I mean, um, why not? But right now, that that actually puts BVS at the seventh highest grossing comic book film of all time. Um, you know, yeah, whatever. It's not shabby, hell. <laughs> but you know, it is disappointing. It is a disappointing eh. take because I mean, you think Batman versus Superman? There's no way that movie doesn't make two billion dollars. Eh. 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 I mean, what's the? Do you have that list handy? What's the top of that list? Oh no, I don't. Uh, probably the Avengers still. Yeah, probably. Well, we were gonna go like at some point recap some of the numbers and go in depth. We'll, we'll look at that when we do that. Uh, that'll be your game, buddy. Fair enough. <laughs> Use the number, man. I'll go play with uh, some numbers and see if we can get anything fun to happen. I can't read a number without screwing it up. Um, <laughs> as previously as, attested. <laughs> as a few seconds ago attested, yeah. That's a good um, point. The movie could very well be over a billion, or it could be $250,000 they've made so far. Depending if you if you read that number as well as you started off the episode. <laughs> but I got to say, it tracks with where you were talking about last week, so I'm willing to bet on you, man. I'm willing to bet on you. Yeah, yeah. I got your back. I'm pretty sure I was right. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I feel good. So, um, <laughs> there are all these headlines floating around out there, and they're like, You won't believe how long Batman vs. Superman originally was. And then I read it, and I went, No, oh, that makes sense. No, I yeah. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to get past the headline. I was like, Oh, no. That was a weighty-ass movie. I'm, yeah, four yeah. sounds right. So, yeah, four hours long, guys. Four um, hours. And I would watch it. I would watch this. I would too. Hours. Not in one sitting. I would. I mean, you know, man's got to pee every now and then. But I just need an it's intermission. Called a, it's called a stadium pal, my friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the the editor David Brenner said was kind of fun is that we went back and did an extended cut where we put a lot of that character stuff back and we refined it into the same rhythm as the theatrical release. So what was once a nearly four hour cut with absolutely everything was ridiculous ended up being about a three hour cut once all these added storylines were refined with the fat uh, cut out. Yay! Hooray! I want to see all of it though. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, someone asked uh, Jesse Eisenberg to make sense of his character's story. And Jesse Eisenberg, you know, uh, again, admitted that he has not seen the movie. Mm-hmm. He said he wasn't going to see it. I mean, He mentioned that he, <laughs> he he might after someone said he had done well. But he might, was, but, you know, yeah. he says he doesn't really watch himself in movies. I actually, I, I don't I don't hate him for that. I don't. I really don't. It, it can kind of mess with you sometimes to look at all the reviews and then go do something like that. I, you know, whatever his method is, I I can work with that. Now, because of his response, everyone like well, not everyone, but a few people are, are putting out articles like Jesse Eisenberg doesn't know what they did with the okay, he's slamming the no, he's not. He says it's a very complicated mythology that I was able to wrap my head around while we were filming, but mm-hmm. I think there were certain editorial choices that I was not aware of that they put in retroactively. I mean, that, why, does he, why is he qualifying it with, I think, that happens in every movie everyone's ever done? Yeah, well. I mean, you do. You go, you go film a certain amount, and then they cut some of the stuff you filmed. Yeah. yeah. It's almost invariable. Everything's it's just the same as any other movie, guys. I don't know what to tell you. It's okay. It'll be all right. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy it, I apologize. But it's not, it's not odd. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's jump over to Suicide Squad. See, everything is kind of like Batman vs. Superman. We're not forgetting it. I've seen those headlines. We're forgetting it. No, we're not. It's just that, the, I mean, it's been out for like a month. <laughs> and Suicide Squad. We're really excited out. about this other thing. I mean, come on. 
People are, yeah, but there, there are a lot of headlines like, as Civil War gets closer, or as Suicide Squad gets closer, we forget about Batman v Superman. I'm not forgetting about it. I mean, shit, I've still got it. You know, my bank statement's still looking me in the face. It's still telling me, like, look, here's where you watched the movie. Here's where you ordered the movie on your Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so over to Suicide Squad. I'm so excited about Suicide Squad, man. Oh, God, um, yes. So... <laughs> if all I Us had at this point was the soundtrack to the trailers, I would still be excited about Suicide Squad. Yeah. That's yeah. That's how well they're doing with cutting this thing so far. Um You don't know me. So by the way, yeah, before we get into this, um I would like to point out that already there is there are a few different people on the internet who are already saying that uh throwing up the clickbait articles trying to get the uh, negative uh I don't know, like the negative campaign trying, against suicide squad going trying to get the uh like, the, the like, cynic the cynic squadron i guess all one that was like why suicide squad will be dead on arrival <laughs> and like the pretty much the entire article was just like every trailer feels like they're trying to make it feel like guardians of the galaxy but it's not guardians of the galaxy it's it's a shitty dour movie just like batman versus well i mean it, it might be a wonderfully dour movie just like Batman v Superman that I enjoyed the hell out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I it, it's those those articles crack me up, man. They really do because it's I understand that they're so easy to to sit there and write. I mean, you, what do you need? Like a, f- a few hundred words. You start with some absurd premise like that, and you can literally just whatever comes out of your fucking hands that's going in. There's mm-hmm. no there's no source material to it. You don't have to worry about anything. You can just you know dream away. You know what's and we, I didn't purposely really get into any of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the details on it. But what the the articles that are really pissing me off right now, to some degree, are just the like, and it's been going on for a while. It was like Chris Evans says, like, oh, I think I like I think Captain America is better than Superman, and they're like, shots fired. <laughs> like so many articles say, shots fired. Like, oh, Chris Evans says, blah. blah. Well, of course, he thinks his character is better than Superman. I mean, and like Henry Cavill responds, uh, he responded with, I like Superman. Right. <laughs> I don't know what he responded with. I didn't actually even read the article. I was just like, I don't care. Cavill is usually pretty diplomatic. It was probably like, well, you know, there's something for everyone. He He's probably started Irish, off like, but... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean to slip into that. Did not mean to slip into a little, little Irish. Look, man, uh, Cavill like talked to a bunch of kids who clearly liked Batman better and, and, <laughs> Uh, took it like a man, so I wouldn't worry hey. about what all the actors are saying, man. What are you going to do? I don't, think they, I don't think they give a shit, honestly. They're just like, mm, yep, I'm still making a lot of money. I mean, it's it's going to happen. Everybody's going to have their favorite character, and they're all going to be weird sometimes. I guarantee you there's, mm. someone, there's someone out there whose favorite character is Squirrel Girl. Shit, based Guarantee on some of the stuff it. I've heard about Squirrel Girl, I think that might be me. Oh, yeah, she's a, um, she's, she's a Omega level almost. But anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Over to Suicide Squad, back to Suicide Squad, whatever. Um, <laughs> this is this is going to be the part. It's going to be hard. Like I actually wrote it out phonetically, but I still don't think I could do it. Let's see. The Killer Croc actor from Suicide Squad, Adewale Akinawa, yay, Agabaji? Wow. Agbaji, maybe? Okay, anyway. So wow. that guy, dude, his name is I, impossible. I don't know how to help you with that. Yeah, Adewale Akinawa, Agbaji, I have no idea. Yeah, anyway. We need so, lessons. 
in life. He's yeah, he's talking Batman's connection to the squad. He says, yeah. all of these so-called villains are villains that Batman has had some history with and caught and brought into Arkham Prison. And mm-hmm. so whether it comes before or after, I'm not sure, but I do know he has captured us all and imprisoned us in Arkham. <laughs> so we've all got a gripe to bear against the old bat. See, that's what I'm thinking right now is that uh, they may, in the trailer they make it look like the, the Harley Quinn's talking about the Joker when she goes, uh-oh, I... Mm-hmm. I keep thinking she hears the Batwing or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see both. That's my that's my favorite both. theory at the moment. Is yeah, yeah. You all, all know hopes. what he can do. You I'm good with know. either. I'm good and giddy with either. Right. Um. So Who there's was a it? was it um was it Christopher White asking if or hoping that they would do an almost got him. I think it was Christopher White. Yeah, I think so. Um. And yeah, I, I concur. Like I, that'd be great if that was the bar scene to me. That's them talking about the time Batman brought him down. That would be brilliant. I'd love it. That would be brilliant. I wish they would actually spoil that a little bit for me and let me know that's going to happen so I can bring an extra pair of pants to the theater. <laughs> oh. So there's a rumor going about that Lex Luthor might actually be in Suicide Squad to some degree. He is in Bell Reeve at the end of BVS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to thinking because, spoilers by the way for all this stuff, um, I forgot to mention it at the beginning, um, I got to thinking, like, looking at the trailers again, what if the big villain in Suicide Squad is Lex Luthor and Brainiac? Lex Luthor and Brainiac? Yeah, just like, uh, um, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Um, he also, he, Brainiac, uh, and Luthor hmm. merged in, in the comics, they merged in, uh, in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. The uh, the Superman animated series wrote it into where like Brainiac was from Krypton. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed so, that tweet. I don't see any uh, I don't see any reason why Brainiac couldn't have been in the scout ship infected Luthor, and then uh, yeah, I don't see any like maybe it's Tattooed Man or Monster T or whatever the hell they're calling him. Yeah, or maybe it's Lex <laughs> Luthor. I mean, Tattooed uh, Man is uh, and, you know well, I'll call him Monster T if the time comes, but until then, he's Tattooed Man. Um. <laughs> I mean, dude, dude can be super powerful if you did him right, but I'm not sure it's like him versus the entire Suicide Squad level powerful. I mean, doesn't it feel like he's going to be the guy that's kind of mostly, I don't know, like the first level of defense kind of guy? Hmm. Like the one they're probably going to beat, and yeah. uh, it's just going to lead up to the other guy kind of deal. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of why I'm wondering, like, you know, maybe they do. Maybe they do, like, Monster T. Maybe they do a little Enchantress who kind of jumps back and forth between the teams, still, you know? I'm still kind of voting for Enchantress right now. If you made me put a dollar on one yeah. square right now, my dollar's on Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Eh, my dollar could I'm do just saying, You never know. It'd be, a really cool, it'd be a really cool way to throw in Brainiac it would. and Luthor. It would. I wouldn't, and that would emancipate him from Bell Reeve, I assume. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which would get him back into the universe for Justice League, which would be fine with me. Because <clears throat> they they pretty much caught him on war crimes. I mean, he's not getting out of there anytime soon. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> the stuff they caught <laughs> him on is, I, I, I mean, unless the death penalty is just off the table in whatever state this is, it could easily be applied. I would say no no President Luthor in this timeline. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. Unless his unless his dad comes back and his dad is a clone or he was a clone and his dad was like the real deal, you know who knows who knows yeah, man we get a little weird a lot of, get a little weird a lot of weird shit yeah um comes back and he's a future version of himself that's rebuilt the so and so and blah 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 I know everything so, that's going to happen to this country for the next hundred years I can help <laughs> you so uh, 
in as much as we had tons of, of comments and and uh, little uh, sound bites and stuff from Zack Snyder during the BVS lead up. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're gonna get a lot more of David Ayer because I got a ton of stuff that he said. Shoot. Um, he was asked how much Batman is in Suicide Squad. He says just the right amount. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, what did they want? Asked, Screen time? Like, did they want right, stats? <laughs> right. Right. The director, um, and I'll give him this. I like that the director feels confidently that that's just the right amount. Right. He was also asked whether the film takes place before or after Superman, uh, Batman v Superman, Ooh, or if it but... will acknowledge the events that transpired in his predecessor. And he said, the answer to all of the above is yes. Oh, damn you, David. I really wanted an answer to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been really curious about that. Oh, well. So David Ayer was asked about the reshoot rumors, and he says, if they don't like your movie, they tend to not want to invest in it. If they love your movie, they give you what you want. And I don't think there's any director that finishes a movie and says, wow, that's perfect. That's what I really want it to be. Every movie I've ever made, I wish I could go and grab some additional stuff, and that's exactly the chance I got this time. It's like getting a new car, but you get fancy rims and a new stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asked I, if the reshoots were adding... It, okay, go ahead. He, he was asked if the reshoots were adding bits and pieces here and there, or if he's adding a, a, any significant new set pieces, and he says all of the above. Okay. <clears throat> so they are going to go back uh, for some additional scenes. I mean, reshoots are, are at least common for... You know, literally reshooting something because you didn't get you didn't get it quite where you wanted it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his point though, dude. Why would they give me more money if this movie sucks? It costs money right. to do this. You know that, right? Yeah. And he also uh, he also talked about the Su- the Suicide Squad uh, <laughs> score and soundtrack. He says it's going to be an interesting soundtrack. Uh, we have some really cool original things coming in, but also some familiar things too, and a great score. By the way, Stephen Price, uh, Oscar winning uh, for Gravity. He also scored The World's End Aww. and Fury by Ayer is going to do the scoring on uh, Suicide Squad. Gotcha. So there's there's that. Um, Ayer also talks about Batman. He says, uh, as a kid, I was a fan of DC Comics. I read them. I love Batman. Batman was always my favorite superhero. And then to have him walk on my set one day was an incredible experience. Even my <laughs> cynical, hard-bitten movie crew got quiet when that happened. <laughs> and Ben's a... Ben's a great dude. He's a good guy to work with. Yeah. 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 That that would happen to me, too. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, you can see it happening to us, too. Trying to have a regular day of work, you know, getting everything done, running around, making decisions, getting blah, 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 adult stuff, and then, <gasps> Batman just walked in. Right. I'd be the dick who, like, I have to treat everything with humor. Mm-hmm. Like... Almost like I, I, that's usually how I, I choose to deal with things in my life and the <laughs> nervousness of doing anything. So were I directing a movie and Ben Affleck walks on set as Batman, I would probably like walk up to him and say, all right, Ben, I know you've done this before, but so have I. Now how I approached the character was he'd been hit on the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot. And he doesn't get a lot of sleep. In fact, uh... <laughs> This is my co-director, Jason. You've met him before. Look. (laughs) He actually made the crack in the video we made, the eight-minute video, that I don't get a lot of sleep, so that's why Batman is mildly (laughs) retarded. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And relatively husky, you know, voice-wise. 
Maybe I should, maybe I should, if you guys want to see that, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, I guess I'll put it in there just in case you want to see it. We did a, we did a thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would totally, and he would be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> right. That would be the, the real takeaway. And I would laugh really hard before security carried us both away. Right. No I mean, I'm thinking this ends with a, with a, a restraint order of some kind a restraining order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, Will Smith said that in Suicide Squad, he and Batman, uh, well, he says the bat does cross my path and you know, it's not completely pleasant. <laughs> he leave, does he leave it open for who, uh, for whom said, it is unpleasant? He, he leaves it open for that. Yeah. I mean, normally Deadshot's a good enough fighter that he should be able to like, almost in any version, he should be able to get in a few good blows of his own, right? I would assume. Yeah. So, um, bleh. <laughs> Sorry. There's some news I, for you. I, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something, and now it's gone. And maybe I'll come back to it. There we'll are. Uh, there going to be like right Wonder after Woman. we're finished recording. We're going to hit the device, hit stop, and you go, oh! Right. Sorry, Dave. Too much. Too late. Right. It always happens that way. Doesn't it? Um, there are new Wonder Woman set picks. It shows uh, Diana in training, or more accurately, her stunt double in training. Mm-hmm. Um, looks fine. I don't know. Yeah. Like there was a green screen. Yeah, of course. It's a pretty standard thing. Um, so uh, pictures look Russell. Cool, Cr- if anybody checks them out. Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe is uh, has said, and this is not you know confirmation that anything's going to happen or anything, but Russell Crowe says that he would like to be in a Krypton prequel because he wants to show how Zod and um, Jor-El's relationships deter- uh, relationship deteriorated over time. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, see, that's about the only um, aspect of that that I would really like to see, as is. Mm-hmm. The version mm-hmm. of Krypton they, they paint uh, in this set of movies is is kind of sterile. I mean, well, literally sterile, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he much... said he also, wants to, he also wants to ride his dragon again. Oh, I don't blame him. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, of course. Of course he does. That poor thing. <laughs> Felt bad for that guy. Yeah. But that, like... As what from what I've seen so far, that's the only piece of story I, I I would really be interested in. I don't know if there's anything else going on. I mean, they'd have. I'm sure you can invent some stuff, and you could go back to the uh, what were they called, the javelin spears or whatever. Yeah, the rockets and blowing up moons and everything. And I guess, but that's that's pretty pre prequel. Like that's a prequel to Zod and Jor El, like, generations ago. Normally, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I have no, I have really no no actual active interest in seeing a Krypton prequel of any kind. I can barely stand the shit they're doing on Supergirl with Krypton. It's just that they, it's the same thing everyone always does with Krypton. It, and we've we've bitched about it before that that uh, I call it faux Victoria and you call it faux early's comic book. It's just uh, this stilted mm-hmm. wooden dialogue that they give these characters that makes them completely unrelatable. Yeah, I've referred to it as uh, faux Shakespearean and. Um... <laughs> Uh, or you know, uh, Superman, the King James version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in so. in actual comics, it feels like you're reading like a Prince Valiant comic from. <laughs> Do they still do that one? I don't even know. Oh gosh, Prince Valiant. We're talking about. Oh man, that's a. You heard me. That's a deep cut, man. You heard me. And now I can't think of Prince Valiant without thinking of Prince Valium. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw that character, but I assume he's really chill. <laughs> he yawns a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude doesn't have a bad day though, you know. Right. 
Are we are we finished with whatever we were talking about? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's been a long week. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll I'll defer. If you just if you see something interesting on on your notes, go for it. If not, we'll just go to the next thing and hope for the best. All right. All right. I didn't know if we were if you were talking or I no I, I, I don't know where we I felt good about where, where we, we were I felt good about where okay. we were okay so James Wan is talking about apparently the huge challenge of directing Aquaman he says a big part of it for me uh, sorry a big part of it was me telling them what potential I saw in this character as we all know Aquaman is somewhat the butt of the joke in the superhero world there's something cool about that I love the idea of being the underdog coming in with a take on this underdog character and completely blow people's expectations away like oh you thought he was going to be a wimpy character no 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 it's going to be so cool there's justice league that happens before it so I have to be respectful to that but in a lot of ways it's a continuation but there are origin elements as well and that's the story that I'm excited to tell um Okay. Yeah, I thought that was I thought it was interesting. The article that I pulled this from actually cited a round of snickers and giggles when Aquaman showed up on screen in Batman v Superman. So it was a negative article toward Aquaman. The hell movie were they watching? I remember a little bit of gasping when I, I, everyone in our theater was pretty excited about pretty much everything that happened in that scene. Yeah, I heard some claps. Yeah. I was mean, that me? Know. I don't think it was me. I think it was other people. I lost track. I no, was doing, I, was I was sitting next to you. I could just all I could hear was your urine hitting the floor. Right. Um. <laughs> the sound of the the sound of my mandible detaching from the rest of of my face. <laughs> um. So J.K. Simmons is talking about his approach to uh, playing Commissioner Gordon yeah. in Justice League. Um, he says he's going to read the comics. Absolutely. He says, I'm still a couple of months out from doing that. And I have two other films before then. So I haven't gotten started on that. Obviously a lot of really wonderful actors have played that character previously. And most of them I saw at the time the movies came out, never imagining that I would be doing the same thing. So I can't say that I don't have some impression of that character in my head. That's based on what I saw, but I'm not planning on going back and watching any of the other films. I'm just planning on learning as, as much as I can about him through the comics and getting my feet wet in the first movie and then hopefully continuing on from there. Man, I have all the faith in the world in J.K. Simmons, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I wanted General to read? General Eiling on Justice League, friggin' J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man. And did a great job. Um, Even you know, in the insurance commercials that he does, I just want to hug him. <laughs> I'm like, I like my insurance, but damn it, I'll look to you next time. I'm looking around. <laughs> I'll remember you. It's not true. I don't remember what it what, was. It nationwide? I don't even remember. Um, I think it's State Farm. Sure. Um... Because that sounds great coming out of his mouth. State Farm. Like, <laughs> all right. Dude, I'm pretty uh, sure that's him. And I've, I've got a suggestion. Like, uh, you, you tell me which one you want or what's, just what story arc even. But if I could like throw him some re- – if I could send him a box of stuff to read, um, it would just be – I think I'd just send him No Man's Land. Really? I think no so. Man's Land? Yeah. A lot of good Gordon in No Man's Land. I would send him year one. And you remember No Man's Land ends with, you know, Sarah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But I would send him year one. Year one is absolutely, him, you've got to have that, yeah. Yeah. And I would send him Dark Knight Returns because he does have a pretty good arc in Dark Knight Returns. That's true. That's true. Um, there's not a lot of Gordon in it, but the beginning and end, there's a lot of good, you know, how he would deal with all the, like him retiring, how he would deal with City Under Siege and Batman running around with horses and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, you're probably right. No Man's Land is a good take, and uh, I might even I might even send him the current run with Gordon actually being Batman. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But I think uh, I think more than the comics, I would grab a couple of episodes of uh, the animated series. Yeah, send him over the edge. Over the edge. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great one. Um, I'd probably send him the one um, where Gordon gets shot. <clears throat> Um, he's not Gordon's not in it a lot crap. I don't remember the name of that one I can't remember that episode I'm sorry it's, it's um, clearly time for me to go back and review you don't remember that episode at all not really it's not jogging anything um, it's a thing where like they have a bust going on and uh, what was that guy's name Jimmy the something man <laughs> <laughs> anyway he shoots Gordon and they think that everything's alright and he's like yeah oh, we got it and like Bullock's like oh uh, we got the uh <laughs> We got him, didn't we? We, we Jimmy, got the guy Jimbo, with the thing. And then he looks over and he sees Gordon has been shot and is laying on the ground. He goes, oh my God. And then Batman looks over and he's like, no, Jim. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> <sighs> I am the knight, I think it was called. I think it was called I am the knight. I'm looking it up. Because eh. I couldn't remember because I'm awful. I got you. Um, no, I mean, I, I still only, I, I remember that scene. I don't remember what happened in the rest of the episode. So. Oh, well. Yeah, I think it was uh, like Bruce. Like Batman blames himself because he was uh, hanging around Crime Alley when the Jazz Man shot Gordon. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. But that's a, it's a really strong episode in as much as like it shows how much Gordon really means to 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 everyone and to the city. Shows the vacuum um, he creates if he if he steps out. Yeah, and Bob Hastings, man, he's just always like I would. That's my definitive version of Gordon. What Bob Hastings did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I would I would also send him that one little vignette from uh, Holiday Nights where he sits down and just has coffee with Batman, <laughs> and then he's like, "One of these days, I'm gonna pay." <laughs> I don't know. I do, I'd probably I, I like wind up bit. like sending him a lot of stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was gonna pick like one thing to send him, but I. You know, my one thing was, you know, fucking No Man's Land. It's, it's, he's going to need mm-hmm. that two months. Yeah. So, hmm. did we talk about the fact that the Batman solo movie has been confirmed? I don't know. You just want to be excited about it again in, in case we didn't? Because, I mean, you know, I, I it's so hard to keep up. Like, it's been rumored for so long. I yeah. feel like we've reported on it so much, but... Um, yeah, like Kevin Sujihara actually said it's coming, you know, Batman solo movie with, with Ben Affleck, uh, apparently writing and directing and starring. And, um, and then I was talking to Christopher White the other day and, um, I realized that October 5th is that first unnamed DC movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. What if they're doing the long Halloween? <laughs> <clears throat> Just cause it starts there. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, what if, yeah, what if we did, like, a long Halloween type of thing? It'd work. See, that's what I, I hoped, mean, to some extent, I hoped Gotham would almost take an entire season and do that. Well, they're they'd starting to do a stuff bit. like that. With a, they're starting to do that with, like, a bunch of time jumps that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd be hedging a little that, bit, but you can start the fall, kind of get through. And yeah. I'll I'll jump through chronological loops with you, but, um. Yeah. I do love Long Halloween. Yeah, Long Halloween's amazing. Uh-huh. Some of the most fun I've had with Catwoman. Is in that book. Anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now we're Sorry. just remembering how much we love Long Halloween and Daydreaming. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, you know who Tim Miller is, right? The director of Deadpool? Mm-hmm. He has revealed... Every damn body does now. Yeah. He has revealed that he met with WB about directing Lobo. Oh, God. 
And before anybody can start screaming ripoff or copycat, he speaks directly to that in this interview. He said that um, when he met with WB about Lobo, it was like three years ago, mm-hmm. and that they were uncertain about it and about what they should do with it, what they would want to do with it. And he, he even said, look, everyone's saying that like them even considering Lobo now is WB copycatting Marvel he, or Fox. And he says, look, the way I look at it is, I go, I look at it and say, hey, now they have proof that it works. Yeah. It's not copycatting. It's just, I mean, it's a business, filmmaking is a business too. So they yeah. have to look at it. Studios have to look at it and make sure that it's viable before it can get made. They He's like, absolutely of, require precedence. They and instead of, absolutely do. Yeah. And instead of looking at it with negativity and saying, oh, well, they're just looking to cash in. You can say like, oh no, it's been proven to them that it can work. So yay. Now a bunch of artists are going to get to go and get to do the thing they wanted to do. Yeah. I, I've been enjoying looking at it as like, okay, cool. I'm going to get that too. I haven't really been all that worried about going back and forth. Cause we're, we're I mean, come on. It's like Mar- with Marvel and DC, we've, we've got shared story arcs. We've got shared mm-hmm. characters. Like, come on. What's the difference between dark side and Thanos? You tell me. And he- I don't fucking know. It, it like, they, there's a lot of Jim Starlin knows. <laughs> there's, there's an editor somewhere that did his job poorly. Um, dude, there's uh, there's a lot of similarities, especially like how the sto- the kinds of stories you can tell with these kinds of characters, the kinds of characters mm-hmm. that are out there. It's all fine. Bring it all. Well, actually, the uh, that editor at Marvel, I can't remember who it was. If Jim Starlin did it, or if it was somebody else, I don't I don't remember the specifics, but. Um, Starlin was involved, but the, the <laughs> whoever created Thanos was created him ba- basically ripping off uh, Metatron from New Gods. And whoever the editor was looked at it and said, "No, if you're going to rip off a New God, rip off the good one, Dark Side." <laughs> I hadn't heard that tweet. The way I'd heard the story was like uh, he was he really liked what Jack Kirby was doing and went and thought, "Okay, I can take some parts, some parts of this," and like made a character that was a lot like the first design was. It had a lot of dark side in it, but he made it look so much different that it would that it would play just fine. You know, you wouldn't really call him on it. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> then apparently the editor just said, "You know what would definitely work is j- just make him look like this." And it was pretty much dark side. <laughs> it was just yeah, a wrinkled yeah. face dude with I mean, some I, armor. Yeah. I heard I he was in the chair in the whole thing. I heard he was in the chair in the whole thing. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> there's a little um, bit of uh, history we could dive into if we had to, or if someone knows the answer outright, I'd love to know. Tell us. Yeah. Um, how, how exactly did they rip each other off this time? Come on, happened all the time back in the day. These cats yeah. were making like six books a week. They were breathing nothing but cigarette smoke, and like, I'm, I, man, they were busy. It was it was a rough job for a second there. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I kind of balk at the idea, at the very notion of of Marvel versus DC. A lot of times, just because, eh, I mean, what do you want, guys? I mean. <laughs> and it is they were all just I, they were had, all just scrambling cracks me up though like everybody has a preference and you know obviously we we prefer dc but you can't find a lot of people i mean god i say a lot as though there's a number i would say it's the minority still that just really love one and just absolutely refuse the other completely it's mm-hmm. that's got to be a smaller percentage i mean well i think when you get to mainstream most people don't know the difference oh in mainstream like, absolutely I've, not no there's yeah. I, I have good friends who, you know, would be like, so which one's Spider-Man again? Yeah. It's Marvel. Oh, okay. So, and Batman's Marvel? No. Batman's, Batman's DC. Cause, so Batman and Spider-Man can't be together. Or the people asking, like, so have the Justice League and the Avengers ever teamed up or anything? Oh, okay. Hold on. Yes, but no. 
<laughs> How long of an answer do you want? The short one should be no, but well, anyway. And uh, yeah. Oh, and I've I've learned recently, uh, especially because uh, I've actually had a couple friends that aren't nearly as into this as I am, uh, but knew I was, and they were curious. So they've asked me like, mm-hmm. coming into the BBS, I actually had a couple friends ask me. So is, is like, is Nolan going to be? I mean, is like his stuff like there? Are they continuing that story or? It hadn't occurred to me because we're so focused on it that we know, like, right. no, they're shutting down this storyline. Well, whenever they're going to, they're going to reboot. There's apparently a, a percentage of mainstream that watching a, a reboot happen is actually trying to connect the dots to the previous material. Absolutely. It, it kind of just, I mean, I guess I knew it was there, but it hadn't occurred to me until someone actually asked me. It has occurred to me, and because I was, you know, during Batman Begins, I had any number of people in my life who were adamant that I had no idea what I was talking about. Like, no, no, because at the end, at the end of Batman Begins, like Gordon shows him the card, which means that I mean the next movie was Joker. So, so now we're back that into was like, like right, Batman proper, like '89. Yeah, that was like the before the Michael Keaton movie. I'm like, no, is they rebooting it? It's not going to be the same thing. Plus, and because people's memories are very short on this sort of thing, man. No, I, like Especially not a lot of people sit there and do this, like sit there and look at all this crap like we do. So, right, you know, you enjoy the movies and then you uh, you kind of come back and you've so forgotten like, that maybe that my, story ended or even who was playing him. Yeah, can happen. I found myself in the unenviable position as of, of trying to explain to a number of people in my life. No, look, don't you remember in the first Batman movie in '89's Batman? That you're claiming is a sequel to this movie that Gordon had no idea who Batman was, saw him as a menace, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then Joe and then Joker popped up. Like this isn't even, this isn't the same world. I don't understand. I know, buddy. There's just it's yeah. I, I it hadn't occurred to me that, and it's not as though I mean they do they literally do put out press releases saying this, but they don't make it into mainstream news. You know, you, someone doesn't say oh. Like you're not watching CNN headline news and someone goes, oh, and it was decided that they are going to reboot the Batman story. So forget everything you knew about Nolan. Here's the new guy. Right. Back to wars. They don't do that. <laughs> Back to wars. <laughs> That's funny. That's why you listen to us, because we focus on that crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was next on our jolly little train? Uh oh yeah, I wanted to mention that uh, Tim Miller also uh, also said that he is certain that, that's, that he's like, look, they're not going back and doing Suicide Squad reshoots because <laughs> Deadpool was funny or because Batman vs Superman wasn't. And he was like, they're going back to do reshoots because all movies go back and do reshoots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. And you know, I I'll give him this if. Maybe it would be too far if you grabbed Tim Miller to come to a Lobo movie. Maybe that is just just one toke over the line or something. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, has Ron Reynolds ever directed anything? Because he knows how that kind of character works. Right. Can he come play? I'll let him come play. Give him a couple of producers with some some real you know directing background so he doesn't screw anything major up and let him let him ride. Yeah. I mean, as much as I would love to see Tim Miller or Ryan Reynolds direct a Lobo movie, but I I really don't. I don't know, like, because you know, no one's gonna actually pay attention to the fact that Tim Miller was to anything that Tim Miller just said. You're not gonna pay attention <laughs> to that fact that he was like he met with the Warner Brothers before about it or anything. They're just gonna like st- write their, uh, you know, anti DC, uh, you know, 
vitriol. There's going to be the negative, but you can, yeah, if you have Tim Miller sitting there standing up for it, you'll be. I think you'll be fine. Really do. I think you'd be fine if you did it. Yeah, maybe. Just but damn the torpedoes gonna, I, and all. I, I thought I saw a headline that said he was going to direct Deadpool 2, which I'm more than happy with. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping he was still on board for that. Yeah. You want to talk about Arrow? Of course I want to talk about Jump over to Arrow. TV? Yeah, it's head over to yeah. television. Yeah. Hi, TV. So, uh, <laughs> Hiya, Weekly Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Mark Guggenheim, mm-hmm. uh, has, has been talking about the flashbacks. He said part of the appeal of the flashbacks, certainly in the first two years, but I think the first three years is seeing what a big difference it is between Oliver Queen in the present day and Oliver Queen five years ago. The problem is that we are telling a five-year story in the flashbacks of Oliver becoming the guy you met in the pilot. So the deeper you get into the flashbacks, the closer he becomes to being that guy. And thus, you lose that element of the flashbacks that was so interesting, which is how different he was. That's something we have struggled with this year. No, Mark. No. I'm going to go ahead and disagree completely. The problem is that the flashbacks started being boring as shit. (laughs) Nothing is happening. You I don't have a story. No, I it, that is one of the problems that I think is affecting the flashbacks at the moment and I like that uh, I like him acknowledging it. But it's not the problem. No, but it's it's uh it's on the <laughs> list. It's on the list. And I mean with the flashbacks the this year it's 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 a list. I mean part I mean I think a big part of the problem is like they're giving us maybe like 30 seconds of flashback sometimes like Yeah. And nothing interesting is happening. They've run out of things to tell us about what's happening. It's like they've written themselves into this weird corner where they're like, well, we don't really know what to do now. (laughs) I I don't know. Anyway, Wendy Miracle uh, was talking about the flashbacks as well. Uh, She said, we know what we're working up to. Uh, Season five will be easier to break because we have an endpoint and we can work backwards from there. So they really, they believe that they're... They believe that they're going to really uh, knock the flashbacks out of the park in season five. And uh, she also is hinting that uh, we might find out how he got some of those Russian tattoos and stuff. So, I mean, we figured they were go- he was going to Russia. I mean, it, it has to happen at some point. Just I mean, period. they said in the show, if we get out of here, we're going to Russia. So. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he agrees to go if she doesn't make it and vice versa. Uh, right, that's how that went down. Yeah, I'd forgotten how that went down. I was like, oh, but she's what we die. heard He's was, oh, Russia. that's how he okay. gets to Russia. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Spanish Russian chick is dead, and she's gonna. I uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> In the article I read, they even said like, because you've called her Spanish Russian chick for a while. I'm sorry. In the article I read, her article slips or like her, hey, her accent slips dude, all the time. In the in the article, it was like Wendy Miracle confirms that she's Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh (laughs) so uh i mean good on you there buddy (laughs) there's enough context in the show to to know that she is but it's just right those first couple weeks it was kind of tough i understand i'm not good at them i'm just saying yeah so over to flash yay uh teddy sears has been talking about his character hunter zolomon um he says that hunter zolomon's uh love for caitlin is real Oh, so his his time, you know, over over in E one was uh yeah. he, he really did care about her? Yeah, they asked him if he ever really cared for Caitlin, and he says, Absolutely, that's something that Andrew Kreisberg from the beginning wanted to hammer into me. While there were games being played on all the other members of Star Labs, what he felt for Caitlin was the real deal. 
That adds a really interesting dynamic to this moving forward. He essentially is one gigantic liar who has played them all, but he never played her. There are real feelings there. Hmm. All right. There's even an underlayer based on where he came from in his life, in his uh, his origin story that plays a big part in why he wants her, why he needs her, why he loves her. They also asked uh, they also asked them about the uh, the identity of the man in the iron mask, and he said, "I had no clue last week." I didn't know who the guy was. I didn't even have a clue. Well, of course, now I know because we're shooting the finale and we'll get to that stuff next week. All has been revealed to me. I don't even know what to say because it's such a fun thing to me being nice and vague and untouched. I can promise that it will be revealed and it will be quite satisfying. Well, okay. I want to know now. Yeah, me too. Me too. It hurts. Uh, I mean, what do we have? A little over a month on that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Not knowing... Who that dude is? Who the man in the Iron Mask is in the in the Flash? You ever do the thing where like I don't know, you sit a weird way and then you get like this, and as soon as you sit that way, you you panic because you can feel that there's like you're about to get like a Charlie horse in your taint. In the wide range of human experiences that I have thus ex- uh, you know come upon, no, definitively no. Oh well, sometimes I get a Charlie horse in my taint. I mean, I. <laughs> I don't even know how to how how to how to deal with with. Uh, I literally have nothing I could possibly tell you about that. Yeah, and then you and and there's there's nothing you can do about it except ride it out, and it's awful because you know it's going to spread to your balls and your asshole. Oh wow, yeah. So you're just kind of sitting there frozen, like how like when you when when your foot gets like a cramp or something, like a Charlie horse. It's like you're just like oh oh no no like I got to figure out a way to move, but I can't because if I move it'll make it worse. But if I move the right way, it'll stop it. I also I can't figure out how that gets back to wanting to know about a storyline because you're describing to me a very adverse situation, and uh, I feel yeah. very positively about wanting to know who that damn man in the mask is. So, well, not knowing who the man in the mask is is like a taint Charlie horse in my soul. I see. That's how I feel. I mean, I don't see, Chase. but okay. That's how I feel <laughs> That's inside. All I got. Uh, I'm going to hear about this one from from some people. Yes, you are. Anyway. (laughs) Hi, Ani. That should be clear. I don't think we mentioned it. What? (laughs) It should be clear that there will probably be comeuppance for that. Yeah. (laughs) Um. (laughs) We have not mentioned it, but Justice League versus Teen Titans is out on Blu-ray. The, the DC animation department is just so freaking prolific. It's hard to keep up. You're right. I apologize. I knew that it was a thing a couple weeks ago, and I kept forgetting to talk about it. So I'm really sorry. And we will... Uh, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, I'm 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 worse. I'm worse, Dave. Why are you worse? Because I've seen the damn thing, and I still forgot to talk about it. Mm. Is it that unforgettable? No. Um, my problem is that... Uh, you haven't caught up on these last rash of movies, so I kind of don't. I don't tell you about them. So when we're gotcha. when we're chatting, they are actually in a they are actually are in a, in a continuity, aren't they? Yeah, especially the the recent spat with Damien. Yeah. Okay. So that's happening, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure. It, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong. Is Throne of Atlantis, Justice League War, is all of that, and the uh, Batman and Son, Batman versus Robin. Are Bad all blood. of those in the same continuity? Bad blood, right? And this one. Um, the only thing I'm not sure about is Justice League War. Everything else sounds right, though. Okay. So, yeah, we've got some catching up to do, and we're going to talk about all that stuff during over the summer break. 
Um, so don't worry about it. We, as you guys know, we cover a lot of shows that come out on a weekly basis here. So yeah, that was the other reason I haven't bothered, you. haven't bothered you with it. Shuffling, didn't have time. No point. We're just shuffling it off. Um, for a minute, we'll get to it. Uh, spoiler free review. Did you like it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've enjoyed the crap out of this. I will tell you this though, cause mm-hmm. you'll, you'll probably never get to see something like this, even on the DCAU side. Um, Mm-hmm. Of all things, it ends up being a it's it's a Raven story. Hmm. It really is. Okay. I mean, Raven, Trigon, the whole thing. That's probably in the. I didn't peaked. read the synopsis. I assume that's probably in there. But I, I, I that's where the heart of the story is with with her. And uh, you know, that's kind of rare for the visual format. She doesn't. Okay. She doesn't get out front too often. Well, I don't know. I'm curious. Go, is, is that more interesting for you or less interesting? Are you you like? Are you thinking? Oh, oh Raven! I never get to see her. Or are you thinking? Yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um interest peaked uh raven trigon that was a big pull for me uh when i was back when i was reading uh teen titans and, and new titans so uh yeah i think uh, that, that i think that's that a is plus a, for you uh, yeah i think that is a plus yeah We're good, We're good. Yeah. now i mean i don't keep in mind i have not and you know i yes i am a host of a show called dc on screen but i'm sorry guys i have never seen more than a few minutes of Teen Titans, <laughs> the cartoon. Just haven't. Neither I want I. to. I want to. Neither have I. But they produce a lot of animation. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to all of that stuff one day. I know, guys. I'm so sorry. There's plenty of time. <sighs> we always say that, don't we? Well, that's what summer's for. But then one day I'll be in a ditch. <laughs> I'll be in a ditch and I'll be dead. And my last <laughs> thought will be Teen Titans in a foxhole. No. That's what you're gonna think to yourself, man. Not a foxhole, a ditch. I figured, you know, the one in front of McDonald's down the street. Gotcha. <laughs> like, well, I shouldn't have had that second Big Mac. Of course. <laughs> anyway, so the Killing Joke is officially rated R. Yay! <laughs> I mean, really, like, come on. Yay, right? Right. Yeah, sure, I guess. I don't know. I was pretty good with it either way. Um, like Bruce Tim and that featurette that they released a couple of weeks ago was talking about like, oh, well, I mean, maybe it'll be PG-13. These days, who the hell knows, you know? So <laughs> yeah. he didn't say it that way. That's how I remembered it. But <laughs> I know he didn't say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's rated R and, you know, they came out and they had a whole boring spiel about like, well, we felt like it fit the sensibilities of the thing to make the thing. We set out to make it, you know, exactly what it should be, regardless of what the rating was, blah, blah, blah. Um, unsurprisingly, because mm-hmm. it is apparently it is uh, Warner Brothers, um, and DC. There's a a number of negative articles talking about like DC is not catering to kids anymore. The I believe one of the headlines I saw was adult fanboys um co-opt children's programming or something like that. I can't remember. It's um, not like we stole candy from a child. That's ex- that's essentially the argument that we're ruining things for children so they can be more adult and then they were actually they actually did cite deadpool for a minute and i'm like oh that was okay, deadpool is never asses. something that a kid should necessarily be reading unless unless they mean it right yeah so um but yeah but i i don't know i guess they're like batman versus superman was so grimdark and terrible two heroes fighting and blah blah blah. no, no. i admit i have no reason to tell jokes. like that there's i i have nephews that are, are fans of these characters i haven't been able to tell anyone in my family that they should take my, my nephews to it. I mean, they're like six and four. Yeah. No, they don't need to go watch Batman vs. Yeah. Superman. They'd be confused. 
They'll be confused and they'll be bored. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming that the people writing the articles about uh, how we're how adult fanboys are co-opting children's programming, I somehow believe that they are unfamiliar with things like Teen Titans Go, like or Batman Brave and the Bold, or you know, any the, of those uh, actual like oh how, oh how about the, uh, the the superhero high thing or whatever that we were talking yeah. about. Weeks, yeah, yeah, superhero high. Um, it actually, does look pretty, pretty. The web series and then now movie. Yeah, um, and also, um, gosh, what was it called? Now I, I've just. Oh yeah, the um, Batman Unleashed, the uh, Animal Instincts, and all that. Uh, they're specifically they have a line of toys that are not for adult collectors; they're for kids. And they also have a line of movies that we haven't covered because. Well, we haven't had time, and also they kind of look awful, <laughs> even by children's standards. Like, I love Brave and the Bold, and that was yeah. a show almost totally for Brave kids. Brave and the Bold, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, fight for. But, um, man, I'm sorry. You know, we got to have a demographic, too, and a lot of podcast listeners aren't five, so. Right. So We're picking um, our shots here. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, you know, we, you know, if it gets real bad one day. <laughs> um, and... I understand you might be sitting there thinking, well, how much worse could it get? We got Lucifer. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I'd rather watch those Batman movies, those animated Batman movies than Lucifer anyway. But those movies aren't getting, you know, 10.5 million views. So <laughs> Lucifer it is, guys. <laughs> um, one day we'll go back <clears throat> and watch all those terrible <laughs> Unleashed Batman, whatever they were, Batman Unleashed movies. It's Batman. I've got to own them at some point. They're going to be on my right. shelf. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll happen. I'm a real fanboy, see? I'm a real fan. Right. I'm Just not sure. Imagine I'm, I, I'm honestly not sure I'm fan enough to actually go purchase and or watch the, yeah, that string of stuff. Oh, hey, I mean, like, I'm I'm the Batman fan that, like, there was a point where, like, I when Jason and I lived together, he walked into my room and I was watching the old Batman movie serials. And he went, what the yeah. hell is this? <laughs> and it looked it looked awful, but I was, I, I um. I never got around to watching him with you, but I, I was still curious. Yeah, to his credit, he did stand there for a good ten minutes, just lingering and staring at the television. Yeah, like, and this was a, during some like terrible sped up fight sequence, like clearly much worse than anything Adam West could have ever dreamed of doing. Yeah, yeah. But I eat that, that shit up like candy, man. Now, I mean, we're talking about a set of serials. If anyone's ever seen them, you might agree that truly Batman sixty six legitimized the character after this. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Right. He actually seems more formidable in the Adam mm-hmm. West version than he did mm-hmm. in his... A little bit. The um, And I want to say it's Robert Lowry, but I, I'm not certain. But the guy who did it in the 1949 se- serial, um, it's actually well documented that in between takes, like they would do some fight scenes, and in between takes, they would actually have to bring oxygen over to him because he was in such terrible shape. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 it was 1949, man. Like, I, I, people were being prescribed cigarettes. Right. Lunch wasn't lunch without, you know, no, but, glass you know, of to, ice with a sidecar of whiskey. To the 1949 Batman's credit, he was the one that wasn't racist. 49 Batman? <laughs> 49 Batman, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was just because he they didn't have, really give him a chance to be. I think that um, in the serials, there's a, the, in the second, uh, I'll call it second season, but in the second run of the serials, there's an entire storyline about, like, Japanese internment camps, isn't there? No, that was the first one. That was the 1943. Was the first one? Yeah, he oh, was the, the one running around calling people Japs and stuff. And okay. Okay. <laughs> referring to the Yellow Horde and whatnot. Uh, yeah. And there's, yeah, like, it got, it got a, dark there for a minute, guys. I'm sorry. Why does you can get 
guy playing a Japanese guy, and he's just got eyeliner on. Of course. <laughs> of course. It was, but, you know, they were with the Nazis, so the Nazis were, were a certain level of bad. And I don't know. I guess they couldn't really pick out any racial epithets with the Nazis, though, <laughs> with the Germans. Like, <laughs> hey, you're white like me. Damn it. What about you, <laughs> slant eye? It's no, literally terrible. Literally theoretically, theoretically wider than us. It's it's hard to right. throw a racial epithet in there. <laughs> like I knew it. There was someone behind it that wasn't white. No, I'm pretty sure the Germans are behind this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that, boy. <laughs> I don't know why everybody is racist as boy, but it, it kind of fits. It's, it's a commonly it associated fits, term. It, it kind of fits, doesn't it's it? A co- yeah, it's it's it, they they go part and parcel most of the time. I mean, not all the time. Right, not all the time. On screen, when people are doing this kind of crap, that when you write the uh, when you write the racist character, it's it's you know you bring up boy at some point. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're Sam Beckett, I'm not at all saying that Scott Bakula or doc- his character Doctor Sam Beckett on the critically acclaimed Quantum Leap was at all racist. <laughs> In fact, mm-hmm. I would argue, based on the episodes we got, quite the opposite was true. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even with his Swiss cheese brain, mm-hmm. he knew that racism was wrong, guys. Take that, and there's 1943 our Take that, 1943 Batman. <laughs> it only took 40 years of on-screen production. <laughs> okay, I think that does it, man. I don't have anything else. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a mild observance that I have. Uh, Andrew Jackson, our uh, former president who is on the $20 bill, I've realized, looks like actress Christina Pickles. Okay, I don't know the actress, but I can't relate on two fronts. Because one, I've never heard of Christina Pickles. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't own a $20 bill. Okay. Well, Christina Pickles, uh, I think, is probably most... She's been in a ton of stuff over the years, but most notable, I would say, as uh, playing Ross and uh, Monica's mom on friends hmm i do know her yeah i still though and i i'm sorry about this i uh there's a there's a few of the the founding faces that you'd have to tell Mm -hmm. me which ones they were well i just think and you can look it up if you if you washed off her makeup she looks like andrew jackson (laughs) and that's all i have to say about that gotcha that's fair oh well i have no idea if it's there was a thing there was a thing i remembered what the thing was that i had to say Oh. I have forgotten to say this for three weeks. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Go for it. Um, my girlfriend, Bethany, pointed out the, the reason both Barry, that Barry had a crush on Felicity and the reason that Oliver loved her or loves her is because her name ends with City. <laughs> Heroes love Felicity because they love their cities. Star Cities, Central City, Felicity. <laughs> Oh dear God, that might work. And when she said it, I cracked up. <laughs> there, I got no. I don't have a lot more for that anymore because, like, every time I record, she's asked me, "Did you just say the Felicity thing?" And I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, I forgot." <laughs> so now it brings point, me much though. shame. It brings me much shame. <laughs> it's a valid point. I've brought shame to our house. Yeah. If they ever introduce Bruce Wayne, he's just gonna fall over there immediately. Right. His love for a city is being greater than all. Felicity, city of justice. Although you know, it doesn't have like Gotham doesn't actually have city behind it, so maybe he maybe it wouldn't work on him. Mm, Gotham City. 
I, you know, and and generally you would think if there was a Superman, he just would give exactly zero fucks about it, right? Right. Yeah. No, they call it the City of Tomorrow too often. Nah, I'd work on him too. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Because Superman would be like, is always like, I'm a citizen of the world, not of America. What's Metropolis? Okay. Right. I work at the Daily Planet. Planet. <laughs> not Daily City. Planet. Planet, Lois. <laughs> That'd be an easy news job, too. Work at the Daily Building. What do you do? You show up at work every day and print off a series of reports about the shit happening in your building. Right. <laughs> In Kathy theory, you could just can- you could just put like a, a never-ending loop of 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 just white paper at the beginning of the printing right. machine. That that once it gets to the end of the printing machine, you you come up with a device that brings it back to the beginning of the printing machine. I don't know how printing mm-hmm. machines work. I'm assuming this this all plays. We'll see. I don't know. Um, and and then just no one could ever come into work again, and the white paper would be absolutely true, and right. everyone would be paid. Right. I I kind of feel like um. Perry White should have a, a, a daily editorial that's just nothing but a blank piece of paper. Because <laughs> his name is Perry White. Right, right. Um, I feel like uh, there, there should be reports on Kathy and accounting um, spreading nasty rumors that Jimmy is a CIA spook. <laughs> of course. Um, and what's Clark Kent really doing in that phone booth? Of course, she wouldn't think it was becoming Superman. No, they would assume he has like a gambling addiction. Oh, we, we see Clark going into the broom closet, but Superman coming out. I think Clark and Superman have a thing going on. <laughs> Maybe even Lois is involved, because I keep seeing Superman save Lois and the way she looks at him. Of course, right. that would be the way they, they come up with that. Anyway, once again, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm spent. I'm spent. Yep. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network as well. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Go over there. Check out all the great shows the, the Giant Size Team Up Network has to offer. There are really a lot of great stuff, uh, a lot of great shows going on over there. Um including the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with our buddies Matt, Carol, and Jeff Randall. They're covering all the Marvel side of this. Um, And hell, while we're at it, not part of the network, but they're awesome. Suicide Squad cast. Go check them out as well. Yeah. Until next time, guys. We're going to be talking about the... We'll be talking about the Supergirl finale that's happening. And, well, has already happened now. And... (laughs) And Gotham and Lucifer and all. Actually, that's a good point. The way we're recording, yeah, that that is that is a present. And yeah, we gotta we yeah. knock that out. Yeah. So, guys, until we see you again, keep some DC on your screen. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.